0: And welcome to Lead for Clarity, where we help you, your team, and your organization get to their next level for leadership in life. My name is Shondell Sutherland, and I am with my lovely co host, Melanie Montgomery. Melanie, what's one thing you're grateful for today?
1: Well, I'm grateful for you, Shondell.
0: Oh, that's so nice. We didn't even plan that. I didn't pay her for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grateful for you and I'm also grateful for this podcast and just the amazing people like Hey, listeners, we are all for you and we, you make this fun for Melanie and I, right? And we really want you to keep sending your questions in because we have so many guests that we can interview and we just love answering your questions. So if you have anything that you want to ask uh, Shondell Group, you can just uh, send them to Melanie at ShondellGroup.com. So what are we going to be talking about today?
1: Yeah, so today we're going to talk about... um a communication tool, which is really understanding the distinction between discussion and dialogue and really making space for both of those things.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm pretty excited about it because we had a, um, a teaser a few weeks back when Alan um, Anderson joined us and Alan and I had this big, long conversation. We were hysterical because we are like, okay, we're just dialoguing and we, we kept doing that. We're not discussing. We're dialoguing. And so I'm already using it tremendously, even in my own life. A little awkward now because, you know, I'm like a one year old taking little baby steps. I'm dialoguing. Okay. I'm just <laughs> dialoguing.
1: <laughs> I love it. So I
0: can't wait for you to exp- uh, explain this to our listeners because it is an incredible tool to have in your toolkit.
1: So when I was going back to school, one of the biggest things that I struggled with was that. I really hated the space between stimulus and response. I was really uncomfortable there, I suppose is a better word. I wanted to have the answer right away. I wanted to know what to say, what to think, what to feel. I didn't like being in that unknown. Mm. Um, It felt very, very uncomfortable to me. And I think part of that is because I'm more on the reflective side And it takes me a little bit of time to think about what I want to say, but it always made me feel like I wasn't very smart when I had to take that time. This concept really changed the way that I was able to communicate with others. And so what we were looking at is the difference between discussion and dialogue. When we engage in a dialogue, the whole intent of the conversation is to truly understand what you're thinking, what your idea is, and why you think that way. A lot of times we just dive right into discussion where we're trying to figure out which one is right and which one is wrong. But when we start in the dialogue phase, I'm solely focused on trying to understand what you think, what you feel, why you think that way, and really digging into your idea and I'm looking at it through the lens of, I want to understand you. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to put my own opinion into the conversation. I'm really just trying to seek that deeper understanding. You know, previous version of me would have listened to you, but tried to think about, well, how am I going to respond? How am I going to convince her that I'm right? And so I wasn't really digging into what you were saying or feeling. And so I was missing a lot of information. Mm-hmm. So when we can start with that that conversation, we're just trying to figure out what each other thinks and feels, that's it. And then we can dig into that discussion a little bit later. Mm, so I love
0: the distinction between the two. Now, what do you say to us high D people, more direct communicators, um, how long does this take? And how, <laughs> and how do you help someone that wants to process for a long time when you only have this amount of time? How would you help the leader that really wants to put this into practice, but there is a real thing of time limitations and the, the practicality of business. Like, Cause I think that mm-hmm. that people need to know like, Ooh, this is, this is how this works or doesn't work.
1: Yeah. Well, one thing that I have found is that it really helps communication between the reflective and the direct in a really helpful way, because a lot of times when I'm talking to a direct person, And I give my idea, they think they know what I mean and think and say, so they move forward really quickly. Mm -hmm. And I found that there's not always that time to slow down and let me really dig in. And Mm so that has been really helpful to say, like, let's ask a few questions, like make sure that we really understand what each other is saying and have that time. And if something is time sensitive, then maybe we say we're going to have this conversation for a little bit of time and really dig in to understand the viewpoints, but we're not going to spend all day on it. And one of the great things about making this distinction is that When we jump straight into discussion, so we're saying, what is the right decision? What is the direction that we're going to go? When we separate the two, we actually make both conversations way more efficient. Mm -hmm. Because if we have a discussion and we haven't had the dialogue, you don't know my thought process and I don't know yours. So at the same time as I'm trying to explain how I think and feel, you're trying to explain why your way is right and I'm explaining why my way is right. So we're really mixing into, and then we become very inefficient by how we're communicating. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a curious question: Like, how do you set that up? Like, let's say, kind of like Alan and I were being silly and funky. Of like, okay, wait, now we're dialoguing. Like, how do you set that up? Give our listeners some advice of how that they might think about implementing this as we're as you're explaining it.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think one of the biggest things is as we're digging into what people think and why they think it, we want to start asking really good questions that have nothing to do with what we think and feel. Mm -hmm. Because if I put my perspective into it, that's often how it gets a little bit convoluted where I'm trying to like lead you to where I want to go. But when I'm really just discovering what you think and what you what your side of, of that piece is, I can really just ask all the questions so that I can bring that information out of you. Mm. And as the leader, I can make sure that I'm asking the right questions so that I can really truly understand your point of view. Mm. And so that process actually goes pretty quickly as we're really focused on it because you're able to express yourself. You're able to get it all out. Without having to argue the other side, mm, that's so good. I love this.
0: The other thing that I would think is, how do people get started being, uh, you know, in having a dialogue? Like, how how would how would that happen? What kind of situation would that bring? Because it's not going to be like this is not the tool you use all day, every day. So, what mm-hmm. would be some of the ways that you uh, a leader might look for the opportunity to use this tool?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Because one of the key things here is that we have to know what type of conversation that we're having in order to have a successful conversation. Because there's not always a need for that. If it's a quick, simple decision, we don't need to go into depth. If it's maybe something that we disagree on, like a conflict, that's an opportunity. Maybe you and I had a disagreement, and I feel one way and you feel another way. That's a good opportunity to really dig into, tell me how you feel. Let me really dig into why you Mm -hmm. feel the way that you do without bringing my own opinion into that conversation. And so I think that mindset is a big thing that needs to change in order to really dig into these conversations because we are really, as a society, I think, trained to come up with the best response. And to push our own opinion or idea in the conversation versus really just truly getting that understanding. So we really need to check in with our own internal dialogue to say, what am I thinking when you're talking? Mm -hmm. Am I really trying to understand you or am I trying to figure out why your point is wrong based off of what I think is right? Mm, That's good. That's good. It
0: reminds me of, you know, using this uh, tool overtly um, with the other tools we use. Like this is really digging into someone's story, Mm -hmm. but really giving the ability to do it more precisely. Mm -hmm. I hear us using the three L's. You know, as part of that dialogue tool where we would say, hey, first, I'm going to really, you know, learn. I want to listen. I mean, I'm going to listen. Like, I'm going to make it and I'm going to put my bias aside. I'm going to really hear what's not being said. And then I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn from you before. And that, you know, that's what reminds me of that dialogue. And then the next I was, and then I'm going to lead with a question. It mm-hmm. seems like it, that is such a, the dialogue, having just that concept allows us to use that tool to then have what we really believe brings the best results, which is having really healthy conflict.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's interesting. And so this is a way that if people are familiar with some of our tools, this kind of fast tracks them and almost gives them like a little map to get Mm -hmm. through those pieces.
1: Yeah. There's so much conflict in terms of being on one side of an issue or another. There are Mm -hmm. so many hot topics out there where we're so polarized. Mm -hmm. When we have conflict with people that we care about, uh, whether inside the workplace or outside the workplace about things that don't necessarily have a resolution then we approach conversations about those hard things is a discussion to say who's right and who's wrong mm-hmm. but if we can approach people instead of in that mindset but saying let me truly understand what you think and feel and really understand your viewpoint we're going to get a lot further Because a lot of times when we are on those different sides of an issue, whether it be politics or religion or some of those hard topics that we really oftentimes just avoid to not get into those not great conflicts, the unhealthy kind, um, we're not really digging in and understanding the other person because we're so focused on trying to convince them that we're right or that our Mm -hmm. side is right. So and we can approach those type of conversations more of a dialogue to say, I just want to understand what you have to say, what you think, what you feel, maybe I'm going to get more insight that I didn't have before, because I'm giving you that space to feel vulnerable and comfortable to tell me how you think and feel so that I can really have that window into your perspective. Yeah.
0: And then do you feel like it is uh, for the leader after they have heard to make sure that they then set the table for them to share their, you know, like, okay, now I'm going to share my side of the dialogue, like, or how would you recommend a leader after they've listened to like an employee, how would you set that up?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. One really great thing is that when we take the time and space to really help someone else feel heard, They are now encouraged to listen to us because we listen to them. Mm -hmm. And part of that dialogue phase doesn't have to be one-sided. It doesn't have to be, you know, I'm just going to focus on what you are thinking and feeling, but we can both share in that space. As long as it's sharing how we think and not like why the other person is wrong, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense.
0: Yeah, so good. That's a really good distinction. Do you think that there's a place in dialogue or maybe this is just sharing the story, one or the other, but when we're talking about dialogue, like for an example, like we kind of run a restaurant now here, right? Mm -hmm. And let's say that, you know, the host, um, they all of a sudden put people on a wait list and we don't have a wait list. Right. So if I said, hey, could you help me understand, like, what's going on with the wait list and hear what they have to say? And then, you know, kind of because I want to kind of hear, like, why in the world are you doing this? Right. Mm-hmm. And then turn around and go, OK, well. Being that we don't have a wait list, what could we do? Like what would be different? Where I'm kind of setting the boundary that we don't have that, but curious mm-hmm. of how we solve it if if that wasn't the answer. Is that manipulative
1: in no. dialogue speaking? <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. Oh shoot. Because okay. when shoot. we ask people, help me understand what was what was happening there, what we're saying is I'm assuming that you had a good intention. Yeah. I just don't know what that intention is because I'm I'm not seeing it from your side. Yeah, And that is engaging in dialogue because I'm saying, help me understand what you're thinking, what you were doing. And so that then I can use that to coach you yeah. because just because we're understanding what someone feels and thinks and wants doesn't mean that we don't still correct behavior or. Um, coach or counselor have those different conversations. It just means that now we know where that person's coming from. You know, when I've approached this with my team, there's been a lot of times where they've told me what they thought or felt. And I'm like, oh, I never even thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so where I went into the conversation thinking, oh, this person's wrong, I actually ended being like, oh, actually, we maybe should be doing this differently. Yes. And sometimes then it turns into like, well, you had a good intention and I see where that thought process made sense. And maybe let's do a little bit differently next time. And key um,
0: on the and.
1: Yes, exactly. We love
0: ands. Yes. We don't use buts. we use but very little. We love our ands, don't yeah. we? Yeah.
1: What I used to tell my team is that, especially in customer service, I said, I will not get you in trouble if you mm-hmm. had good intentions and that you can explain to me your thought process. So I a business thought process. Tell me why you made that decision. I'm not going to get you in trouble. I'm going to support you mm-hmm. um, within these boundaries that we've set. And then if that's not the right thing, or if that's not the thing I would want you to do, then we're going to coach and talk through what can we do next time. Mm -hmm. But setting that foundation to say, I want to understand what you think and feel and and what you were doing so that I know why you made that decision. Then I can try to say, okay, well, let's do it this different this time, or let's Mm -hmm. do this first,
0: Mm, Um, but we're still giving
1: them that, that empathy and compassion.
0: Yeah. So we've got dialogue. We have discussion. And we finally get to discussion. What is that gonna look like?
1: So during the discussion part, we're really talking through the merits of each side. Now this is when we have to make a decision and figure out the best direction to go. Maybe I really think cats are better than dogs and you think dogs are better than cats. And Which I we do. Yeah, you know, I actually do too, but I do <laughs> love my cats. Um so we have to decide what our mascot's going to be, mm-hmm. what animal we're going to get together, right? So we have two different opinions. So we spend some time where I'm really telling you how I feel and why I think cats are better and you spent time telling me why dogs are better. Now when we get into that discussion phase, we have a deep understanding of what each other thinks and feels. Now we can discuss the merits and and with that good understanding. Mm, and good. so I can say, I understand your point. And how about this? Um, yeah you know, cats are a lot less maintenance. And so we don't have to give them attention all the time. Well, my cats, you do, but most (laughs) cats you don't. So now we're really discussing the merits and we both understand essentially like the pros and cons of each side. So we're able to look at them more objectively.
0: Mm, That's so good. And then I think we head into a decision. Right. So yep. dialogue, discussion and decision is we know who the decision maker is and we mm-hmm. feel heard. We can have we can uh, we can honor that decision. And then there are times where we just have to be directed mm-hmm. and that those should be far and few between. Mm-hmm. So the more dialogue we have, the shorter amount of time we're going to have to discuss Mm -hmm. which is going to lead to a better decision is probably going to be obvious. So that's going to even take less time. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to directing, everyone's on the same page and that's just a breeze.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You bring up a really great point, which is that if we don't have the opportunity to share how we think and feel towards a decision, we're not really going to be bought in if Mm -hmm. we think there's a better way. And so we're actually like then going to have behavior feelings that don't support that decision (laughs) And that's going to waste time later on. And so when I can voice my opinion and say, this is what I think and you hear me. And that's the Mm -hmm. thing is I need to feel heard. I don't want to just feel like I said it and you just brushed me off. I need to feel heard. Yeah. Now, when you make the decision, I'm like, well, I was able to voice my opinion. It wasn't the direction that we're going to go. But now I'm on board because I was part of that conversation.
0: Yeah. That's so good. So good. Back to that healthy conflict so that people can commit conversations. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Love it. Well, let's land this plane, Melanie. And I think what I hear we really want people to really walk away with and our listeners is have a dialogue like as much as possible and use that little three L's that we talk about as a tool to help you navigate until you get good at it. And then when you do that, then we go to have a discussion where you have to really talk about the merits on each side that is going to make that time just life giving and team building. And then when you have to make a decision, and direct someone. Those should be just tiny little efforts after that. And um, I think you did a great job explaining it. I'm glad you brought that to Shondell Group. Any other thing you want the listeners, our beloved listeners to know?
1: Yeah, I think just remembering to check in with our self-talk and really think, am I listening to understand or am I listening to respond and really make sure that we're being present in those moments to really hear people, to understand them versus making them feel heard. Because that's a very big distinction. Mm, that is so good. That's great. Well,
0: I think you're going to write a newsletter on this and we're going to send it to our, our newsletter email list, which y'all can mm-hmm. find at Dell. Dot com, or you can go to shandellgroup.com and get there as well. And um, we're going to give you some written detail on this in mm-hmm. our quarterly newsletter. We welcome you to subscribe to our daily quote. Um, if you've taken the clarity report, jump on that 66 seconds list. We've got a lot of resources for everyone to really grow their leadership. So uh, that's enough for today. we I think we've landed this plane, Melanie, great work. Thank you for instructing our people and we all we love those listeners, don't we? Yes, we love do. you guys. It's so amazing. All right y'all, as always, go and be the best you can be today. Bye.